from legendary locals we all know to people you should get to know. Follow Ipswich Today on your favourite app and never miss an episode or go to ipswichtoday.com.au. Coming up, Walter Williams and Ashley Mack join me for our regular monthly yarn over the back fence where we talk everything Ipswich. This month, we look at Labor promises made to Council in the lead-up to the election, the misery of two floods in as many months, renaming Pasali Bridge and Drive still not finalised, our increasingly puppy-friendly CBD, stinky waste business, when was the last time you were at a library, and plenty of laughs at Ipswich Civic Centre. It's Tuesday, May 24, 2022, and I'm Alan Roebuck. Welcome to Ipswich Today, which acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land on which it is produced and pays respects to elders past, present and emerging. This podcast is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. Walter Williams has called Ipswich home for 31 years and you will know his voice on many TV and radio ads and he was previously heard on QFM, Star FM, River and 4BC and who knows a host of others. Welcome, Walt. Yes, I've been everywhere, man. A bit like the next bloke. (laughs) And Ashley Mack, who was born in Ipswich and growing up in Ebervale, didn't affect him much at all. He was the first voice on QFM in 1990, still a media tart and the owner of a small business. Welcome, Ash. And I've been through more stations than the Sunlander. Yes, yes, you've used that one before. <laughs> you've got to come up with some new material. I know. Yeah. This, yeah. Okay, we'll use the, you know, the Midlander. Or the oh, right. The federal election, it's been and gone, and what an upset it's been in, on many levels. But I want to bring it right back to a local perspective and talk about things in Ipswich. Labor promises for Ipswich. You've had a chance to look through the list. In your opinion, which should get the priority? Let's go to you first, Walt. Well, where do we start? <laughs> uh, I, it, it's it, the problem as you and I discussed before even chatting today, is where do the boundaries begin and end for local, state, and federal? Um, like uh, there's so many things I'd like to see happening trips, which uh, one of those being a second bridge for the city that is already at about 240,000 people and will expand to what, half a million in the next few years. Um, so I think that's a big one. I look, even talking bridges, uh, Colo Bridge, um, I'd love to see something happening with that so that it doesn't flood every time it spits rain. That's just a start, let alone uh, all the road projects, the infrastructure that needs to happen for a city with this kind of growth. Yeah, I, I look, I like some of the uh, sporting commitments that uh, Labor has made, $2 million to expand Ipswich basketball. And again, looking at the, the growing areas of Ripley Valley, uh, $1 million to upgrade facilities at the footy club there. And you mentioned the bridges, Walt. It's it's a real interesting one. And, and most people don't know who owns what because, the you know, councils do certain things. Uh, the state mm. does certain and uh, the federal government's responsible for others. For example, I could be mistaken, but I'm pretty sure Colo Bridge is actually Brisbane City Council's. It would be. Yeah. yeah. It, it's it, And that's the funny thing about colleges crossing because the colleges crossing crossing is actually the border. Yes. The river is the border between Ipswich mm. and Brisbane. Mm. So it makes it hard to make a decision, but they need to do something at least with one of them. But I believe... Can someone explain something to me about bridges? Why do we spend $2.5 million to find out whether we need one? 
I yeah. was scratching my head about that because there's been many <laughs> studies already done and you'll notice that uh, Council's been very careful with its language this time around, calling it a second bridge crossing, not necessarily committing to the long-term study that has been the Norman Street Bridge project. So I'm not sure where Council's thinking it might go, but there's been a lot of work already done. So for some yeah. reason or other... Where would they put it? Don't know, Ash. So, somewhere across been, the river. long been the question in 30-plus years. <laughs> but back to the Australian Labor Party um, commitments, they're talking about 10 mil for the Ipswich motorway planning. If they could just raise the speed limit beyond 60 kilometres per hour on a Friday afternoon, that would be brilliant in itself. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous what they do. We've got 100k stretch of road. When there are no accidents, why reduce who's the clown who's controlling things and reducing the speed limit to down to 60? I think that's actually a response to some something that's happened on the motorway. I don't think they do that to slow everybody down. I think it's usually oh, where there's... I this... think they do. I've, I've been on them many a time and <laughs> well, there is nothing oh. happening. There's no roadworks. And don't start me on that. Roadworks signs <laughs> out where there's Walter's no on roadworks. You're not now. Oh, mate. Yeah, slow down to 80 k's for the roadworks when you can visibly see nothing is being done, nothing started even. Um, but but then they reduce the speed limit when there is no accidents. I can understand it if there's a situation and you need to reduce it. That's fair income. But when there's nothing going on, if it's just a way to control commuters and really tick them off at the end of a long week, then you're doing a great job of it. Uh, I'm going to have a laugh here now, Walt. It's like you're thinking there's someone hidden in a room somewhere looking at the cameras going, let's have a bit oh, of fun. That's, that's, let's have a bit of fun with the traffic. There is someone doing that. Are you kidding me? There's, there's so much, so many cameras on that motorway. Yeah, they you know pro- exactly yes. what they're doing. Sticking with the uh, list of promises, is there anything obviously missing from that list? What about you, Ash? Do you think there's anything missing that should be there? So the, interest, the interesting thing, and this is going to sound a bit odd, and I know um, Blair is is a Labor seat and, and, and he deserves to win because he did a good job, but there was one promise in the Liberal promises where they were going to spend money on a head-to-head mental health facility. I think it would not only be uh, clever to include that in what we've got, I think I think it's just another facility we could have in town. Yeah. That's all. Mm. Another thing that's uh, very recent. Oh, sorry, Walt, you were going to add something else? No, no, it would be good. We need that. Mental yeah. health is such a huge issue in 2022. It certainly is. Couldn't agree more. Another recent issue that's affected us all, some more than others, two floods in the space of four weeks, a near miss for many the second time around this year. How do we feel the general vibe around the city is? We're, I know we're all over it, but um, Walt, let's talk with you first. You're closest to the water. Well, yeah, um, well, amongst those things we were talking about before that the Australian Labor Party was committing to, they're talking about $3 million for flood recovery and resilience projects along the Bremer. That's terrific. Further from that, of course, is this uh, Resilient Homes Fund that uh, is now being bandied about and open for register. So if anyone is affected, get on board this. Find the qra.qld.gov.au funding programs resilience uh, website and register. And register your interest now because if you don't do it now, when? 
because the thing is, these kind of funds do dry up pretty quickly. Yes, and it's across a large number of council areas, and a lot of people will be uh, putting their hand up. This is the fund that initially Queensland wanted half from the feds, and initially Scott Morrison said no, then he said yes. So there's a a big pot of money there, $741 million, but as I said, it's got to be spread across large areas of the state. Ash, what's been the vibe in your neighbourhood after the second flood? In well, it was, it was really like, he, he, there's a guy named Clint who's got a fruit and veggie place down opposite the um, Hogsbreath. You know the guy down there? And really nice guy, really hardworking bloke. And he was absolutely paranoid because I think he got to 11 and at 14 metres they go, and this is the second flood, and he'd already copped a bashing the first time. And it's, mm. it's business owners. There's quite a few, I don't know if you've noticed, that haven't reopened after yes. the last flood. Like I know that uh, Lifeline down on um, Jacaranda Street just still has a sign-up yes. closed due to flooding. And there's the um, cafe is still closed, right? Yeah, true. And I think the staff are trying to get jobs because I actually received some apps from them. And there's also um, uh, the the bakery in that across the road from Coles. They have an open up. Those yep. guys have got bills to pay and things happening. So yeah. let's hope they get mm. you know things sorted out for them. Really feel for them. Mm. Yeah. Council's decision to rename Pasali Bridge and Pasali Drive is dragging on, much to my surprise. There was another delay at last week's council meeting. Should council scrap the idea and just move on to what many think are more important issues? Ash, to you first. Well, it's probably a little bit trivial. We tend to sweat the pennies, don't we? And, mm. and, and to me, I know it mightn't be what everybody believes we should have as history, but it is history in the town. And in in a mm. hundred years' time, right, the the people are going to say, "Oh yeah, that's that bloke, right? That was named after such and such." So I, I don't I don't reckon they should change it. You know, it's still it's it's just a name for a street. Walter, I on this very few occasions agree with Ashley. And I would say that, look, leave it. It is part of history. Uh, Stop trying to rewrite history. Uh, It is what it is. And uh, I think we've got bigger issues, much bigger things to worry about in the city of Ipswich in the coming years and currently. Yeah, like here's an example. If, if, If Walter sort of, you know, kicked your dog, you wouldn't want to change the name of history, would you? Because you've got one named after you, haven't you, Walter? Oh, loosely. Very, very loosely. <laughs> I'm claiming it as mine. It, I'm, I'm claiming it as mine. It's a reasonably okay. common name. Yeah, fair enough, Ash. Uh, but yeah, yeah, there's, there's a, you know how many Walter Williams there are in the world? Oh, no, <laughs> just no, in you don't let everybody alone, know that ridiculous. there's others. It's after you. Yeah. Claim well, your I'm fame. Claiming. I'm owning it. Claim your fame. It's, like, it's like how we claim Russell Crowe's an Aussie actor. Same exactly. Thing. Yeah. Well, look, just to put a full stop on the Pasali naming issue, it, it has been a resolution of council to actually do the change. There was public consultation. It was about to go to the next step at last week's meeting, and Councillor Tully uh, just put a pause on that, calling for more information. So we'll have to watch this space on where it goes next month. On to some fun stuff now. Ipswich CBD is now officially puppy friendly. There's, there was a pop-up dog park in Darcy Doyle Place over the weekend. Walt, did you take your pooch Henry Waffles for a look-see? I did. I took my little man for a walk through the pop-up, as they called it, dog park. <laughs> Leash free. Isn't that clever, that pop-up? Yes. And and I, I, yeah. I just, 
I actually ran into the woman whose idea this was. I can't say her name. No names, no pack drill. Mm -hmm. She wants to remain anonymous, but it's a brilliant idea because we've got these green spaces and we're doing nothing with them. So it's great that we put pop up a fence around it and let people use it to uh, unleash their dogs and have a bit of So long as you clean up after your dog, people, yes. it's not hard. Take the plastic And they bags. even supplied, they supplied cute little plastic bags mm-hmm. with uh, with poo emojis on the side of them. <laughs> <laughs> and did Henry Waffles make any new friends? Uh, yes, he did. He, he met uh, about three dogs while we were up there. Okay. And, uh, and yes, he needed one of those bags as well. Now, Ash, he, I know you're not within he a, uh, walking. He had a press conference, as we call them. Oh, good, good, good. Ash, you're not within walking distance of uh, Darcy Doyle Place, and neither am I, but well, it's not a bad idea, is it? I think it's a pretty clever idea. And I'm, I actually, I've just come up with a great business idea. Mm. I'm going to turn up there next time with my camera and, and take poor... Oh. <laughs> okay, moving on. Uh, there's, there's also um, an increasing number of water bowls throughout the CBD at dog-friendly businesses. Have you come across those, Walt? Yes. I think it's great that we have that now. We're here in 2022 and we've got uh, – we're welcoming dogs back into the city centre again. Which it's very is European. It's very European, if you it's, notice. It is, isn't it? Yes. It's, it's very Cosmo. Here's an issue that won't go away. The ongoing stink from waste facilities, especially around the Swanbank, Newchum area. And council has turned up the heat on the state government. It's a very significant move, writing to uh, the Director General, writing to the Health Minister, calling for more uh, intervention. Ash, you're sort of in the uh, Newchum, Chua area. What's, what's your experience with smells your way? Well, I, I don't get anything from you, you charm. I get more from Walter. But anyway, no, I, no, I get the here at Chuar. I think we get a little bit from Candy Soil and places down that side. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think when the, the wind's right, we can even smell the abattoir down at Dinmore. Ooh, right, what a good first. day. Yeah, yeah that's, that has to be it. Has to be fairly stiff wind in that for us to to smell it. But I, you know, I pity those poor people over near Newcham because that's it's a big hole in the ground full of rubbish. Look, it's not just there; it's some of the mulching stuff at uh, Swanbank that's been accused. But the good news is there are some steps being taken to enclose those mulching type industries to capture the smell in like big warehouses, if you like. So that that will certainly improve it. What about uh, pe- other people you talk to across the city? Is there much talk about the, the smell? Oh, you see it a lot on Facebook groups over this way, people complaining about it mm. on the days that it comes through. But, like, it's a bit like the motorcycle complaints over this way, you know, the motorcycle track. Yeah. I don't have a problem with it because the lawnmowers make more noise. And the lady next door <laughs> to me has got the most beautiful lawn, right? Yes, Right, and that, I think the reason she has is because she puts pig poo on it, so I get the smell from that anyway. So, <laughs> you're trapped. You're trapped, Ash. Walter, so not blaming the dog rural. when no. you're talking to Penny. <laughs> no, uh, Walter. What What are your friends saying? Oh, look, it's it's the old uh, story, isn't it? That uh, the, the NIMBY rule. Yeah. Not in my backyard, and I'm I'm kind of glad it isn't. Um, we got enough to deal with. We got the stench of mud after floods. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and there's a rail line near my place, so you know you've got, you've got, each you've got community different... has its own stink. But look, on a serious note, the government's odour abatement task force, which was formed in 2018, 
certainly has been busy. Over 16,000 complaints in relation to odour, dust and environmental issues. It's certainly a lot of complaints. It's about time people started listening, I think, in the the powers that be. Can I ask Mm. a question? What do they actually do? Like if you ring them and say, hey, I've, I've, I've got a smell, right, what do they do? They can't get rid of it. They send out a team of people with uh, noses and <laughs> and test. We shouldn't be trivialising this, guys, uh, with test equipment, and they try and track it down. Uh, and then what happens? Well, that's it. Sometimes that smell disappears into the ether and you just don't know what's going on. And I think oh. that's part of the issue with council now uh, writing to the state government. Oh, good. But imagine yep. that situation. You've got to keep your doors and your windows closed. You can't yeah. use your backyard, your entertaining areas. Imagine putting your washing out. Yeah. It's all getting contaminated by this, these odours. Yeah, and, and people are, you know, being affected by it. So uh, let's, mm. hope, let's hope finally there can be some decent uh, steps taken to reduce, might be hard to eliminate, but certainly reduce the Mm. issue. The Ipswich Civic Centre has uh, had its ups and downs this year with water issues and mould and it was closed, but they've still managed to bring some great entertainment to the city. Uh, Walter, I'm going to deputise you as uh, Over the Back Fences uh, entertainment reporter because you're the one that gets out and about more than Ash and myself to the theatre. There's been some pretty good uh, entertainment on. Oh, it's been terrific. Uh, one of the new things that they've introduced to the Switch, unfortunately, couldn't be at the Civic Centre on its opening. Uh, first, the floods hit, and then that was back in Feb, March. And then when they did redo it again for the Stitch and the Switch comedy night, the Civic Centre itself had some mould issues after the floods. So uh, we got together on Saturday night, and it was fantastic. Uh, a great night of comedy. You get a, a handful of comedians, and they, they were so good, and the headline act on this occasion was the Nelson Twins, which is literally two brothers with big bushy country beards. And there's no and mistaking their twins, is that? Yeah, they they're brilliant. Uh, you'd love them with your beard there, Alan. Yep. And uh, and there, there's going to be more Stitch and the Switch coming up on Friday the third of June, and I believe uh, Mel Buttle's coming. Oh, and it's a terrific entertainment lineup. I've become a member now, and uh, Glenn Shorrock's going to be coming in June with Brian Cadd doing the tour, Migos tour. Uh, David Strassman's back with the chocolate diet in June. So it, there's plenty to entertain you. I think the last comedy show I uh, attended was the Kransky Sisters. And what a great night that was. It's a little oh, while yes. ago. They're brilliant. <laughs> well, I think the Nelson twins may be the sons of the Kransky sisters. Uh, Ash, what's uh, what's your um, theatrical experiences been like lately? Well, actually, I'm probably the person of this group who's less going to the theatre and more binging on you know, downloadable material. I just finished that uh, Murders in Our Building. Right, oh, it's great, Steve isn't Martin. It? Oh, yeah. Oh, mm. Just just brilliant. And uh, since I've started this binging thing, which keeps me out of bed till like 2 o'clock in the morning, um, <laughs> right, um, the, since I've started that, the wife's found a whole heap of shows she's going to make me watch with her, and I think they're wrong calls. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. I've got to ask you, Ash. What? With video on demand on Netflix and Binge and Paramount mm. or whatever, mm. You know that if you turn the television off, those programs will still be there tomorrow. 
Yeah, I know. <laughs> but when your wife, like, when your wife looks at you and says, "I want to watch another episode," and I'm saying, "I want to go to bed," and she says, no, "No, I want to watch." Okay, we'll watch another episode. And as I slowly fall asleep, the funny thing is, she'll fall asleep, and when we come, like, we might watch half of it one week. And then I'll start playing it from where we were. And she said, I don't remember this. I said, that's because you fell asleep in the last episode. (laughs) So I've got to go back and watch that episode again, right, before we can continue on. And that experience has been repeated thousands of times across bedrooms and lounge rooms in Australia and the world. Exactly. (laughs) The new midlife crisis is staying awake during binging. Let's finish on a (laughs) feel-good. Libraries are more than a place for books. They have been for a number of years now, but when I was growing up, it was don't make a noise and don't disturb too much dust. But Ipswich Libraries has got over half a million items available at any time to borrow, and it's a really busy place. Over 22,000 items are borrowed in a week. And then there's the digital stuff online because you can... Uh, listen to audiobooks. You don't even physically have to go into the library anymore. When was the last time you were in a library, Walter? I was last in a library when the library was at its last location. And even that was years ago. My library card, I think I found in my drawer the other day, <laughs> my office drawer, and it had well expired. But look, having said that, I am a big fan of the new Ipswich Library. It looks magnificent. Walk past it on a pretty regular basis when I'm uptown. Mm-hmm in the new mall um, and it's it is a stunning setup it's 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 a real asset for the city of Ipswich and uh, I'm sure a lot of people are taking advantage of it yep and we must congratulate the library staff they are so dedicated what a what a wonderful new facility and I think Ipswich has the only children's library in Queensland maybe Australia which is, is right? quite extraordinary yeah no it's it's uh, I was a bit dubious about the decision at first. It's working a treat, and it it's become a bit of a tourist attraction in its own right, the Children's Library. And when, and when was the last time you were in a library, uh, Ash? Oh, look, I pass one every every time I go to Coles. Yeah, I'm waiting for it. Well, no, Carolee, there's actually oh, a right. yeah. digital yeah. library <laughs> at Carolee. Yeah, the little pod. Digital library. Yes. Yeah. 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 When, I, when, I, when they first put it up, I thought, what the hell is this thing? Yeah. And then you, you often see people there with their phones and, and QR coding or whatever they do, and then they get whatever they want to read, and it's it's pretty damn clever. They've actually brought the library to the people, which I thought was pretty clever. And it yes. was a, it was a trial too, but it's proved to be very successful. Mm, yeah, so yeah, ten points to that. And what about childhood memories? I I can remember my first trip to a library was probably. I was probably a, I was probably at least ten or twelve, which is a bit late in the piece. But uh, mm. you know, back mm. in the day, they weren't everywhere, and you used to pay a membership fee on the council library. Uh, yes. I, don't, I don't know if Ipswich had that years ago, but it certainly no. was certainly was the case in North Queensland. Do you know where it was in Ipswich? Uh, the library was in where? Hang on, the library used to be. Is it where uh, the Indian restaurant is now? That's exactly right. Yeah, it yeah. was in there. I remember going in there and borrowing books when I was a kid. Yeah. Well, it would have been a cosy library, Ash. Not much room. Well, oh, look, that, uh, I think they had three books. <laughs> three was, books and a curry. And was that <laughs> the, it. And was that the time you weren't allowed to make a noise? Well, yes. Yeah. See, now yeah, it's well, now telling it's, me to shut up. Yeah, yeah, it's totally different now. Make it's it's not shh. It's have fun yeah. and enjoy yourself, which is really good. Oh, yeah. I love a library. I think they're great to explore, especially when you were a kid, when mm. you were a child. It was just a fascinating place. It was like Disneyland for people with brains. 
Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, look, on that note, it, the jokes are getting worse, so we... <laughs> We better wrap it up. Thanks for uh, joining us this month, gentlemen, for uh, Over the Back Fence on Ipswich today. Thanks, Ash. Cheer. Thanks, Walter. Thank you, Al. A reminder, you'll find handy links in the show notes to many of the topics we discussed in this episode, including Council's Minutes and Agendas and Council's YouTube, where you can watch all meetings live and on demand. Ipswich Today is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. This podcast is also listener-supported. Please make a once-only gift or regular donation to help keep it online. Just go to ipswichtoday.com.au and click the Donate button on the homepage to make a payment through PayPal. Follow and stream this podcast from your favourite app, including iHeartRadio and Amazon Music Podcasts, or play Ipswich Today from smart speakers. Music is supplied by Purple Planet Music. This is Alan Roebuck. Thank you for listening. Enjoying Ipswich today? Please share the love on your socials.